three, two, one. Hey, welcome to the Ready Door Podcast. We're here at the Mobile Tech Expo 2022. We've had a hiatus. It's been a couple years. And man, is it good to be back. This is fantastic. Amen. So I got a pretty incredible panel of uh, professionals up here. Uh, people that I call friends. Everybody up here is pretty cool. The last panel, again, some of my, my dearest friends going all the way back to 04 at this show. And so it's really good to have everybody up here. So we're going to take a little time. Uh, Megan, we'll start down. Ladies first, we'll have you introduce yourself and come down through the panel. Perfect. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I am Megan Poirier and Chief Operations Officer with AutoGeek. There you go. I'm Marcus Parsley. I'm the Vice President of IGL Codings USA. There you go. I'm Jody Cedric, CEO of Zenware Rotafest. I love it. And then down there on the end. This is Clint Hintz. I'm the North American Sales Manager for Buffenshine Manufacturing. Well, you got a smooth voice down there. Thank you. Wasn't he? It's like, damn, man, he sounds good. Now, I got a little quiz. Does anybody know why IGL's colors are green? It's all about the money. No, no, it's because one of their, one of their most faithful here is a Marine, and they eat green crayons. I knew that was coming. They, they <laughs> knew that was coming. They, they, I 100% knew that was they, coming. They eat green crayons. You got it, crayons away. So is your, are your favorites the thinner ones or the fatter ones? I like the thin ones, and they're not actually green. They're lime. They're lime. 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 Yes. I like that. I like that. So what we're going to jump into is that I'm going to own something before we get going, is I kind of was, was raised with a pretty weak self-confidence is that I, I I never thought bad of myself but I never totally believed in myself and I always believed that I could do great things but I always believed I, I didn't deserve them and it was really a personal sabotage and I've even in, in my in my in my 50s I still have had to really kind of be careful with with that line of thinking and, and making sure that I understand that it's okay to go out and succeed and I do deserve those things because I've worked hard for them so this is really the motivation for doing this today. And each one of you are picked for a very specific reason is because I know each one of us have got a unique viewpoint uh, in our own personal and professional struggles. And so we're going to talk this off by, I'm going to give you two examples, one from in the detailing industry and one from out. Mark Johnson, Mark Johnson's here right now. When I met Mark back in 2002, we'd actually, or 2004, we'd actually met online and been part of a forum for many, many years. Mark's a detailer. He started out in a fixed shop. He did a lot of airplanes. Mark now takes and owns a very successful full-service car wash, a very big one, a very successful one. And it's not his first car wash. It's his second. And so Mark was a real inspiration to me because he never thought small. He was very aware of what he could achieve. And, and that was it was enlightening for me to have that. Another gentleman, Joe Clark. Now, Joe Clark is a nothing to most people. They don't know what his name means. For me, he's the person that got me Air Force One. But more importantly, if we all got, most of us flew in today, some of us drove, you know, is when you fly, the ends of the wings turn upwards. Those are called winglets. Joe started out as a young pilot. He loved aviation, but he's also the creator and inventor of winglets. And he thought big. He got out of his own way. He started small, flying small, single-engine airplanes. And over the time, he changed aviation history with his idea. And so these men on one blue collar, one kind of blue collar. And the people take and they changed the way many of us think. And so I want all you, you, you folks to partake in this. Now, each one of you has got a very unique view to the industry. 
your perspective is that is Megan, you've got a hundred thousand foot view. You know, you're pretty with AutoGeek being the power it is and how long it's been around, me being a huge fan for, for twenty years, you guys are a champion of the industry and the people in the industry. Um, you're constantly moving people ahead. But with that big view is that I, I, I love to see this. And so I'm really interested in seeing how each one of you will answer to this because all of us are at different elevations in the industry, one not being above the other, but just different exposure to each one of these. So let's jump off into this. Is uh, What do you see when it comes to people in the industry and small businesses in general? Is a lot of times we get in our, Bob Phillips has coined it, just get out of our own way. And so what do you see at Stumbling Blocks? Megan, we're going to start with you. You, I, do you see people just sometimes just limit themselves just by their, their own doings? Uh, I would say it's people don't dream enough sometimes, or they're mm. too comfortable. Comfortable is good if you want to stay where you're at, but sometimes you got to take a gamble or dream. And I think some people just don't take that step. Maybe it's the safety or the security of where they're at, but we're not going anywhere if we don't take that first step. So I think that's a big Thing for some people that's huge well, i like that and i i'd say the same thing is you we we all get in our comfort zones you know right and so you know marcus coming out of the military and a kid you all respect for your service to our country but you know coming into an industry after a military career right you know you you've got a different perspective so let's talk about that a little bit i do um uh, i and to expound on what megan said i think a lot of what we face in, in, in what's in this building today you have folks that either don't dream or they dream really hard. They put them those dreams down and don't realize where they're at. Mm. They need a mentor or a coach or somebody to place them appropriately, match them with their skill set, identify their skill set, their financial ability, and make, make their dream and, and, and the actual practicality, the logistics of it come together. Uh, one solid one thing that I learned coming in uh, actually got drug into this. Somebody, my best mentor and friend, identified me and pulled me out and said, "Hey, we need you in our company for your ability to look past or with the dream, identify the guy or gal's dream, place him correctly where he should be, so that he doesn't spin out, flame out." I like that. You know, it keeps them on a, on a level level track. I like that. And you have to do that emotionally detached. And we are very emotional people, so that's very hard to do. You know, so he and I do that together with our installer base. We work with those that are wanting to grow and help guide them in the right direction. They don't always follow that. Some of them break out. You know, you have your breakout guys. But for the most part, you, you know, what, what happened to Joe Smith? Oh, well... So true. You know, he still got his dream, but he got scared because, like you said, he could he didn't believe it. You know, he didn't believe it in his heart. Didn't have the logistics in place, the training, the finances, the stability, the history, anything he needed to go forward, and he ended up stumbling. And, you, know, on his face. you know, I sold my first detailing company, and I wanted to get out of where I lived. It was it, it, it's a cool little town, but it's a little rough little town. I couldn't wait to get out. But yet, when I sold my company, guess where I bought a house? Right back into where I'm from. And the reason why I was scared is that's what I knew. And I didn't right. think I deserved to live in a different zip code. Yep. You know? And so I stalled myself. And I often think back, you know, 
I think I was put in this position for a good reason. Is because there's other people that, like you said, some of them are just scared to death to go ahead, and they don't, they, 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 they can't pull the next trigger, or go to the next level, because they're scared. And they don't. Sometimes you don't admit it. I didn't think I was scared, but in a, in the long run, when I look back, I, that's exactly what it was. I was nervous. I was apprehensive of going to that next level because I didn't know how I would perform or if I deserved it or if I could. I knew I could do it, but could I maintain it? Remember football coaches telling folks that, uh, or, or people from the sidelines saying, that team plays extremely well. They have all the talent in the world, but they don't know how to win. They don't know how to close the deal. Or they won, now what do they do? They don't know what to do with the, with the success. That's it. And roll back and, and fall back. That's it. And it's so many reasons why professional athletes, you know, they come out of tough backgrounds and they go broke. Is you know they don't have the right. They've got all the coaches on the field, all the talent on the field, but unfortunately, when they get off the field, that's where the coaching stops. They don't look for the mentors and coaches, as you said. So, right. so Jody, you've got an interesting perspective. I love your podcast and the oh, thing, your book, you. and everything else you're doing. So, you know, add something to that, would you? You know, I think a lot of the challenges, especially new entrepreneurs' experiences, yeah, they have a dream. But their expectations of what it's going to take is doesn't meet the reality of being an entrepreneur. And people have to realize, and, and I often remind myself that seeds burst from the inside out in a very destructive ritual of new life. Right. And so when you're going on this journey, you're going to have to become more. And the reality is, is you're going to face some really dark times. They're going to test your resolve. They're going to test the metal that you have in your heart. But they're also going to test your commitment to get it done. Right? And a lot of times we shrink. We recoil from that experience because it gets tough. And the valley is what is preparing you for the mountain that you're about to climb. Amen. Amen. And those valleys, if you're doing it right, what I've learned is... is Bring up your start point, you know, get educated, you know, those things. We talk about a lot, and I know a lot of people come back and they go, I mean, you're really going to talk education? Education's everything. Is that none of us have gotten where we're at by not getting educated and getting some scabs on us. We just want you all, everybody up here doesn't want you to get cut up. We don't want you to get. So plant down the end. Yeah, you know, you said something about education, and I think that uh, education is so important and when I started in the business, there wasn't a lot of education mm -hmm. available. Um, but I think kind of going back to piggyback off what Jody said, you know, it's great to have dreams. We want to have dreams, but I think that those dreams do need to be realistic. And I do talk to a lot of guys and gals that I don't think they understand or plan on the work that's going to come in to, to, to accomplish that dream. Because I think that there's a spirit goal, okay, and then there's a dream. And I think there's a difference between it because I think that you can work hard and accomplish a dream, but I think a spirit goal is just something that you you wish for, you want. So. Well, I like that. And it's so true. So with that, we'll take and we'll start uh, We'll start on the end and go the other way this time, is that sometimes, and I, I'm gonna, I, I hope there's people that relate to this, is that when I sold my first business, it wasn't a business. I was a young kid, and and I, I hate to say it looking back on it, I worked hard and there's people that just wanted my services. But for a great part, I was a cute kid that people wanted to help out. And I hadn't de developed a business, I developed a reputation and some fans. And I lucked out. As I got older and I started developing true businesses, 
is that I over, I was over, I over projected myself on how much money and background I needed on it and how much education. And I tried to go from, from A to B and then B to F. I tried to skip over some areas. And in that, what I did is I, I caught myself some financial hardships. Now, the one thing I didn't do was cause myself so much hardship that I failed. But I, I could have. If I didn't have the right mentors and coaches, I, I tried to over-succeed myself when I wasn't, A, deserving of it, B, I didn't have enough education, and C, I didn't have enough finances. So let's add, sometimes thinking big happens too quickly. So as anybody, we'll start, we'll start down, Clint, right with you and go, what would you add to that? I definitely would agree. I think that uh, sometimes you can just dream too big, I, you know, and it kind of goes on what I said before is, you know, you have to have some kind of a plan and you have to be prepared that work's going to come with it. You know, I, I don't know if I would call myself a dreamer. But I always had goals, and I always wanted to get to that next level. When I got to the next job, I saw who I was reporting to, and that's the job I wanted. But I always tried to keep in my mind that I wasn't just going to get it. You know, I had a. I, I remember going when I was just a kid. I went and sat down with somebody, and I asked. I sat down. I said, "I've been here for a year. I was wondering about a raise." And he looked at me, and he said, "You tell me why I should give you a raise because you've been here for a year." So it's those small life lessons that you learn that you know things don't just come and lay in your lap. You have to work for them. You have to, if you want them, go get them. But there's going to be some work that comes with it. I like it. I like it. Jody, we'll go straight to you now. You know, I think, you know, there's so many challenges in dreaming big, right? And we're always told, dream big, and you can accomplish anything if it's in your mindset. The problem is, is a lot of times we don't, we're not willing to make the sacrifices to become what we need to become. And so we have this vision of where we're going and we skip steps, like you said. Yep. And what happens when you skip steps, you inevitably have to come back and visit the steps that you missed <laughs> because they are the foundational elements that enable you to catapult toward. I like that. Well, the other thing is it's okay to skip steps, but be prepared and have the financial backing. And then know you're going to get skinned up, having to go back a little bit and hopefully you know, hopefully you don't burn your bridges, you don't burn your cash flow, you don't burn yourself out. It's okay to jump. It's okay to think big, and you don't have to follow. There isn't a, 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 a okay, this has to be step one, this has got to be step two. My journey, I don't want somebody to wait until they're 55 years old, my age, to get where I'm at. I want them to do it at 40, but you've got to take and follow the steps that other people are laying out to get there. Because I had to back up on a lot of money. Well, and I think a lot of times the challenge is, is we're moving so fast. Yeah. That we need to slow down. I, get, I love it. Faster. I love it. I mean, I, I, I did 2021. I kept telling Rod, we got to slow down. We need to address these components in our business. And yes, it's going to, from the outside, it may seem like we're slowing down. But it's going to be the thing that allows us to speed up. I like it. Slow, smooth, smooth is fast type of thing. So, Marcus? Uh, I tend to agree a lot. Uh, Jody, I read your book. Um, okay. Yeah, no, no, good. not trying to promote your book here, but what you just alluded to and, and the, the, the valley thing and the steps, you have to do those steps. What? Most of I'm, what I'm seeing is guys don't realize that those steps don't have to be in that order. 
but you will have to revisit those steps. Absolutely. It's got to come back. And in my previous life, I always had a lieutenant or a sergeant major or somebody that defined those steps for me. When I came into the civilian sector, it took me eight years of stubbornness because I was a decorated, you know, badass jarhead and I could do anything. And I came out and I said, well, I can do all that. Well, that was fine. But when I skipped a step, there wasn't anybody there to say, hey, you got to go back and revisit. So it took me about eight years to bump into the right people that said, hey, you've got all the talent in the world. Just shut up and allow us to. You are a staff NCO, so that's what you're going to be for now. Until you learn that these steps are here, you have to hit all those. You have to dot all the I's. So you, you finally went and talked to a chief warrant officer, and they said you're straight. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> there, there you go. But, yeah, it's, it's, there's no secret formula other than a lotto ticket yeah. to success. You will hit all the steps. You will. will. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to take you 30 years. No, not at all. And there's a lot of people in, in this industry that's going to help you get there a hell of a lot faster than what they did it. Sure. And, and and people like Megan, I'm looking at her because I've got all the respect, all of you guys. But Megan, hey, yeah, she's cuter than you guys. Um, but she, no, because we've had these deep discussions in the last couple of weeks about her pushing people forward. And so, you know, we're, the people are out there. Don't be ignorant to come in to these events. Look at this. Some of my best friends, all of us, basically through this event, we've become close. This is the launching path. SEMA's awesome. But this event is, it's our people. Right. right. And so, Megan, add to that a little bit, if you would. You know what? One thing I was thinking of, so as a company, we start every year out with, you know, everybody says dreams. Ours is our goals and initiatives for the year. We start out in, right into or January, and we sit with all the staff, and we ask everybody to add something, a thought, something mm. new you want to do. Where do you see the company going? You know, right down to the guys on the phone. Everybody's thoughts are included. And we come up with a plan with that because to me, dreaming's nothing unless you've got you've got a plan. And Amen. if you know me, there's an Excel sheet involved, and there's timelines. <laughs> I and, love it. I love and it. And it's who's assigned to it. And so we go through and we hold everybody accountable for their own dream. That, you know, that's priceless. Get that dream, and if you want to see that dream happen, I want to make it happen for you. But I want you to have a little skin in the game. I love. You know, we got to do a. I want to bring you back on and talk just about. I have never looked at it. I, I've, I've heard this before, but we hold you accountable for your own dream. Mm -hmm. Boy, if that doesn't make empires. Well, you know what? I can help you. I can throw everything at it. But if you don't believe in that dream enough to take oh, the drive man, there, that's powerful. then I'm just pushing an empty wagon around. So, you know, it's like I've had these conversations with you. Show me some people in this industry that, that just need a little extra push, that yep. they, they, they're hungry. Absolutely. They want to go the full yard, and they're yep. willing to work for it. But everybody can have a dream, but some of us need somebody Absolutely. to get there. Well, you know, and, I, and I like that point that you said, because you think about football. You know, you can... Oh, sorry. You think about, you think about football, right? You can be fourth in inches, and the inches is the toughest part of the mm -hmm. 10 yards. Oh, man. Yep. Right? Amen. And if you have a coach, you have a mentor, you have somebody that can see from an outside perspective mm -hmm. of what you're missing, that can push you 
so that you're then positioned for that next 10 yards. Right. And it might not be you. It might be a team member that's going to get you those three inches. Exactly. And it might be somebody off the bench that's third string that that's their specialty. That's why you have a team. You know, absolutely. And, you know, that's a, it's an amazing point is that, you know, going back to military, military is, is, is a great organization. Here's why. All of us as entrepreneurs, we can recruit people. Military gets what it gets, especially among the enlisted. <laughs> they do. And they've got to turn people into pros. And if you think about that, and, you know, I've had some great commanders and not so great commanders, but the great commanders, they all have one thing in common is their people person. And they're pushing their people ahead. And so there's, a, I think, another thing I've got on any of my notes is that if you want to take and get ahead, oh, President Obama said this one day, and I was never so mad at him in my life. You didn't build that. And I remember I was in my truck when he said that. And I said, what do you I said to myself out loud, what do you mean I didn't build that? Nobody helped. You had help. No, I did not. I'm screaming back at the radio when he said that. I'm, I'm, what the hell are you talking? You don't know my business. I got home and I said, okay, I got to look at it on TV. I only heard it. He wasn't saying that at all. What he was saying is, you didn't build that by yourself. Right. Every one of us. He goes, I didn't get into this presidential office by myself. I had so many people lifting me up and helping me. I didn't become president of the United States by myself. And you know what? I said, oops, sorry, because he is 100% right. I have never done anything on my own. Now, I put the seat time in. I put the long hours in. But you know what? Even other people, my wife paid for it. My kids paid for it. My, my community paid for it. My dogs paid for it. I mean, everything around me paid a price for my own doings. And sometimes the price is pretty heavy. you got to be careful. So this is great input. Uh, now, let's go over this thing, too. So when 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 then thinking goes bad is being unprepared. You've got to be prepared. When big thinking goes bad of not having enough funding for that big thinking. Now, don't let that scare you, though. There's a will, there's a way, but don't overexpect it. Be willing to go back and get a part-time gig, maybe. This might be your side hustle for a little while, if you're thinking big. For three years, I had, a, I had a side hustle. I was detailing full-time and had a side hustle to make sure I could do that. I could gain momentum and ground. Is be, Don't overgrow your knowledge base. Always. Now, what you can do is if you don't know it, go find somebody that does and pick their brain and have a great, great mentor. That's going to cut years off it. And it's going to teach you at the same time. And then always think about this. Not too much, not so quick. Because that was my personal notes. So you guys got anything to add to that? When things go, when when big thinking is just a little too early, would any of you add something to that for the listeners to kind of think about? I think the good theory on that is slow and steady. Slow and steady. And I, I think too. if you're a smaller business, you can take those bigger chances because the repercussions smaller. Absolutely. When you get to be in a bigger business, I find you can think big. But you got to take small steps because you're dragging 50 employees behind you. They're counting on you. So absolutely, if you're an entrepreneur and you're on your own, there's a little different mindset. It's your house. It's your finances. But when you have a large company, you've got 50 mortgages that it's not you anymore. So I've always loved slow and steady. I like that. You can have a big idea, but like, you know, just chip at it slow and steady. So if it doesn't work out or you get to a point like you say, Sometimes it is finances. Okay, we're at a point where this, but if you do it slow and steady, you're it's safe. And safe isn't always good in business, but 
if you get too big, you got to go safe. You know, I think of a similar every year I do this is I look at now, especially tied in with, with, with PNS, Double Black, with the Detail Mafia, is I do a count. How many people are counting on me doing the right thing? And last year, on January 1st, is about 325. This year, it's about 700. If I really screw up... It's not that, you. It's not me. And if I really screw up and do something stupid or, do, or say something stupid is, you know, we all seen the reality TV shows, and these guys got it made. They're making millions of dollars, and then they go out and they make a political statement, and they get canceled, and it's you know, or an athlete. And, you know, we're seeing that right now in the NFL. It's like, are you crazy? you got to know where your bread's buttered, you know, and don't go, don't, don't be big britches, you know. Don't be big britches. So let's move on. This is a cool one, and we're going to start in the middle now. I have a thing to add to that. I'm okay. That's sorry. I got to make sure that I'm talking in his mic. You can take it so, out. Take it out uh, yeah, and just travel with it. It's easier. No, you're yeah, like me. You're better. very. Yeah, I got to move. Your head's all over the place. So I, I think one of the things, too, in small, medium, and big size businesses, right? A lot of times you hit a wall that is so big. And I'm reminded, I was on a 50 mile hike with these kids um, up in a the 50 mile hike? 50 mile hike. With, okay, like. With six kids. And we have back Over how many days? Uh, over five days. Oh, that's a good hike. So that's a good cool. hike. We were doing 11 to 13 a day. I thought you were going to say, no, we're on a 50-mile hike in one day. I was like. No, I actually did that. That's a different story. So I actually ran an ultra marathon 52 miles. There's something wrong hours. with you. I thought so, the Marine was crazy. No, you're not. <laughs> Marines but, don't do that. But we were we were on this trip, and we we came down this, this stretch of this mountain. We came down, and we hit this huge wall of snow. I mean, it was blocking the trail wow and i think a lot of times in business we hit that huge wall of snow and we're sitting there going well that's what i planned to do and you have to we literally had to go back up the, the hill and look at the entire train and figure out a way to go through it over it around it and sometimes in business you hit a wall and you have to figure out a way to go through it, over it, around it, and it's not what you plan. And you have to be willing to accept that derailment, but you're still on the same journey. Well, a lot of times I love we, it. We, get, we get detoured and we think that we're failure. Mm -mm. And, and I think mm -mm. sometimes we don't look at failure and dissect what just happened. And when we dissect that failure, quote failure, it gives us a blueprint to move forward to success. I love it. I love, you know, mission planning, military search and rescue, same way. You know, we, I'll tell you kind of a morbid story is that we had a, we had an individual that we went up, we, we found, and unfortunately they're in really bad shape. We're bringing them down from the mountain and unfortunately we lost them. And where we're heading down was to expedite, to get them down to save their lives. But we all just, we all also agreed that there's a pretty good chance that we could get hurt, really hurt or killed along the way. So we had to make a decision is we could lower the body down at this point and we didn't have enough rope to get the body all the way down and then get it down and do as little damage as we could and cut the lines or we could take and humbly take the body down with us and possibly hurt or kill one of us that's a real decision the shit we deal in business every day these warriors these police officers these firefighters these 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 the military they're making life and death decisions every day. Thank God, as business owners, most of us aren't doing that. 
but it could be life or death to your business if you make the wrong move. Yes. And see, and that's what I hear you saying, because you could go over that snowbank safely, you could find another route, or you could just cancel your trip, you know? And as long as you do it safely, Megan, you said the same thing, is that when you take those bigger risks, a bigger company, is you got so many people lined up. Well, even if you're a one or two person shop, your family's gonna be affected, that one other employee is going to be affected. Your vent, the people that sell your products, going to be affected. We want you successful in business. It's it's important that you stay successful in business. And so, anything else to add to that? Any little tidbits that we can put to that? Well, this is exciting. So, hey, let's talk about this. Is we're going to take Marcus. We're going to end, we're going to come in with you on this financial small thinking. Man, something that I started out really powerful on. I kind of screwed up in my 30s. Mm-hmm. I got so into just kind of counting my bank account for health. And I was so busy providing for four little mouths. And I was so busy, you know, with my, my wonderful, beautiful partner and wife of just making sure she could take care of the kids that I completely lost track of my true financial health. And so um, real estate's been a big thing. Investing, retirement, pre-tax dollar investments pre-tax dollar, uh, uh, health accounts, all these different things. So, Marcus, mm-hmm. let's talk about some financial small thinking and how, yes, even a blue-collar detailer can become a blue-collar millionaire. Um, to, to, to bounce right off of Megan and, and Jody, the snow story hits really hard, and it, it's very emotional for me. Um, I was doing so well when I got out. When I got out of service, you know, my business was growing. Uh, excuse me, my job I created for myself was growing. There you go. It wasn't a business because I didn't know how to maintain it. I was making gobs of money, buying every shiny thing you could imagine, fine home. Uh, you know, I had the car, the RV, the two boats, the all the toys, all the bell, bells and whistles. My kids were, they were getting everything but me. I was hustling yeah. because I didn't know how to, when I got to the snowbank, I didn't know mm. that, wait, wait a minute, stop. You had a roadmap to start with. You should, you had a topographical uh, map. You should have looked at it. You should have looked at the terrain before you got there. I was so busy loading my coffers that I hit the snowbank head on and it was catastrophic. I lost everything, everything and didn't know why, mm. you know, and had to look around and beg for uh, help and there wasn't any because everybody was waiting on me to fail so the next time I put my bootstraps back on my wife didn't at that point leave me that was later uh, I, I, I run, they don't leave I run them off um, just being honest it's a special skill you have <laughs> well, right. Diane does too but I got her roped in pretty tight so she doesn't get very far it's, like a, it's like go. a rubber band There you go. but I, I learned real quick Hey, I, I need to be able to provide for my family, have a safety net, and have a mentor. So I went and found a mentor. I got two jobs. Uh, cre- kept my created job because I wasn't an entrepreneur. I didn't mm-hmm. had no idea how to be an entrepreneur, and I was too proud to admit that. Absolutely. A lot of us are. So when I finally realized that, hey, uh, maybe you should deliver pizzas, drive a truck at night, stock warehouses, whatever, you know, whatever days they would let me do that. And then the daytime I'd have to be freshly showered 
and standing in front of the detail shop and making that work. So it was just realizing where I was at, realizing my capabilities, accepting, you know, uh, I'm a Marine. You're telling me I can't do that? Well, of course I could do it, but I needed people like you are that are on this at this table to guide me along the way. And I was too initially to admit that, hey, I'm, I need some advice. That's that's huge, and it's, it's and it, and for men especially, yeah. for men, I don't know why. Maybe 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 I'm doing too hard on us. Women do the same thing, or mm, I think women are the same. Do you? Yeah, like I, yeah. Maybe I, I don't know. I just I like to figure it out myself before asking. Okay, well you guys yeah. are the same then. I, 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 I guess will, my daughters are too. I'm Diana's literally too. going way down before I'm asking. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, all right, I got myself here. I'm I'm getting myself out. So Clint, we're gonna go down to you. Let's let, let's talk about that as that financial small thinking. You know. You know. You know. I've been cleaning cars for a long time, and I've watched the amount of dollars that a guy or a gal can generate through their detail shop just astronomically increase um, big time. And what I'm noticing is that I think a lot of the detail shop owners that I'm talking to are not utilizing that extra revenue to put back into their business or at least to think about the future. You know, I see, it's not like I go into a lot of people's finances, but I see shiny toys and things places are going and I'm thinking and asking questions like are you thinking of the future are you thinking of your business that's huge what are you going to do one thing that I knew when I was young is that I didn't want to do this forever and I tell guys and gals that a lot that's what you need to think about do you want to be using that polisher when you're 50 yeah if not then you have to utilize those finances to make a plan and 50 is going to hit you before you know it by the way <laughs> oh, you know? I'm really I'm already 50 yeah 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 I'm already 100 um <laughs> Jody, let's let's roll right into that with you, and then we'll end with me. Yeah, I that think part too. I think a lot of times it's the little disciplines that make the difference. And I'll give you a perfect example. You know, we just rolled out in 2021. We rolled out a 401k to our our employees first time. It was one of our goals to do right. And so we were able, and we set up you know reciprocal payment and all this stuff. And one of the guys wasn't going to do it. I'm like, dude, you need to do it. I'm telling you. And he goes, no, I'm not so sure. And so so I let him have that space. And then he went away. And so I set aside my money for the 401k. It's all pre-tax. And then I got my next paycheck and I actually had $4 more. And I said, look, I go, look at the benefit of pre-tax savings. You need to take advantage of that. And a lot of times it seems so insignificant. But what I found is that the insignificance build upon each other to create true wealth. Absolutely. Both on an emotional, physical, spiritual, financial wealth, even if you're willing to pay the small price. Well, when you get financially healthy, no matter what that health means, you're so much more creative and able to go out and succeed. It could be you're successfully healthy and only making 25 grand a year. It's more fun. But you're healthy and you're stressless. Or it could be making you can be making two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars a year, but your financial health is going to help create so many open pathways in your brain, into your heart, and your soul, and everything else. It's cool. Now, Megan, we we had this talk, you know, part time. I'm really we're both we both have an addiction to real estate. Yes. You know, and so kind of going to. I mean, it's it's kind of a side gig, right? I mean, 
right? So let's talk about what even something like that smartly can do. Yeah, I, I shared with you, if I was not in this business, I would be in real estate for sure. It is my, everybody asks what your hobbies are, and I embarrassingly will say real estate. Mm -hmm. Like, I look, I, I've looked probably three times today because I'm looking for another piece of property in town. Um, I have like 30 different alerts set up with my realtor yeah. based off of what it is. Does it need work? Um, I love to take property make it pretty and flip it and see with just a little bit of hard work that the the money that you can do and then take that and put it away so I can retire before I'm 90. So that's just something I've always enjoyed. Real estate to me is fun. You know, the market is something you ride like a roller coaster. You know, right now we're at the high and I told you I've, I've sold two houses and built one in the past 12 months. It's the it's time, incredible. but in two years, I'll, I'll find something else to do for fun. But right now is the time. Um, and you know what? No matter what business you're in, where we all sit, I've been with the company 20 years. I, I like diversify. I like money. You know, we're all, you know, probably salary. You make the same. But if you want to have a little extra, you know, I have dreams. I would like to go to Ireland sometime soon before I'm too old and I can't walk around. So, you like to make a little extra money, but I like to make money doing things that are fun. And right now for me, and probably for the past eight years, has been real estate. No, mine too. Really, for about 10 years. And I'm addicted to the apps. Yes. I've got all three of the most popular apps. I'm oh. on every day, multiple times. I get all the alerts. And now I'm kind of sitting in prowl, though. I'm also I'm almost like a tiger and waiting. So I'm kind of waiting. You're, I'm starting to see some of the properties, you know, the values, yep. you know, coming down, it's, coming it's down. It's getting under down. control now. It is. And so I'm just waiting for the, and, and again, Mark, Mark, I, I talked about Mark Johnson earlier. He taught me an incredible thing at this show about 12 years ago is owner financing on land. And I'm telling you, the last several deals I've done has been underneath owner financing and we've done really well with it. It's not the cheapest way to go, but it's, it's off your credit. Um, it's it's usually you get a, a, a fair deal and you get a fair interest rate and it makes it real easy to, to buy land. And my first deal when I was 19, I still have. And I'm going to end up making about a half million dollars on that deal when I sell it. And I've owned it for all these years and I have no intention of selling it. Yet. I'm just waiting for the right time and for the, the right moment when I can take advantage of selling it and not pay capital gains. Yeah. But you got to know the game. 1031, 1033s, all these different things. I'm a detail. How do I know that? I went and got my real estate license. Have I ever sold a house? Not, not, nothing other than my own. I took the course myself. Right, and it's really informative. <laughs> the other thing is getting an investment. I, I, I bought. I, I got an app. I say I bought. I got an app called Acorns. Yep. One of my. Right. Got to get Acorns. Acorns <laughs> is just, and now I'm addicted to that because I go in every week and I look at my Acorn. I'm like, oh my god, look. At, I mean, it's it's trickles of money going into an account. But all of a sudden, a year later, I got a nice little chunk of money sitting in there. We call that slow and steady. It's exact slow, <laughs> slow and steady. It goes back to. So let's go into one. This is going to be fun. Before I, you do that, okay. I, I, sorry. I'm no, you're fine. That's, but I, this is it. I, I think it's important because I think a lot of times we have these side hustles, right? And some some business owners take side hustles that are risky. Yeah, that put everything on the line, and it's like that same fifty-mile hike. You know, I'm going as the dad, and we're eleven miles in on this first day, and 
all of a sudden they're they're getting tired it's getting dark and we still have three miles to go to buck lake and they're looking at the map and they're like well let's just take this shortcut and we'll go down to to pistol creek indian creek and i'm like okay whatever right so i'm just trudging along and as we're going we're going through uncharted territory mm -hmm. it's the trains getting steeper and steeper and one of the leaders getting high altitude sickness starting to you know high hack up his lungs and stuff and it's getting i mean we literally are like on the edge and i think a lot of people ride their business on the edge literally and we got to the point and i go stop can i see that topo map so I pulled out the topo map and I go, did anybody look at this before making the decision to take a shortcut? Because this is straight up and down. Because it was getting, we were heading straight for a cliff. And I think a lot of guys, they want to go so fast. They have these big dreams that they're shortcutting the process, slow and steady. Right. And we were heading for real life change. I go, not only have we gone off plan, but nobody knows where we are. And if somebody gets injured or hurt or lost, they have no idea where to begin the search. So let's stop, take a breath, and recalculate. I love and it. Sometimes you got to do that. Well, I'll take it back to search and rescue in the military. Bear Giles came out, that survival guy, right? Mm -hmm. And what we started noticing is everybody's, you know, everybody's starting to be him. They're going down waterfalls, and we're getting called out with search and rescue, especially in those. Everything you say right there, and we call it rescue by cell phone. And let me tell you, in business, the same way. Is everybody wants to be rescued, right? Well, hey, when can you get out there? Well, let's see. Uh, you just had cloud coverage come in with 50-mile-an-hour winds. Helicopters out, and it took you, what, two and a half days to hike back there? So our team will see you in two and a half days because we, we, we can't get back there. Who's going to rescue in business? Your bank ain't going to do it. They're most likely aren't going to do it. Your friends and family will bail you out, but how many times are they going to do that maybe? And for a lot of us, we don't have that safety net. It's not there. So this is a fun question. And, and this is something I see as both a, 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 a real positive in the industry, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share how it's kind of a negative. All of us see the people coming up and saying, hey, man, can you sponsor me? I want to be sponsored. Hey, I want to be your spokesperson. Hey, I want to be famous. Hey, put me on TV, you know. Here's the people that get those opportunities, the people that don't ask for them, that aren't looking for them, that have gone out and built such a wonderful reputation in business and they're humble, and they just not they have no idea that you're. We we just had that situation recently, and she was blown away. Yes. And and so, you know, people there's people in this industry that are so ripe for the next level, and they don't know it. Whether that's just exploding your business, and you know, car washes right now. A lot of the car wash owners are older. There's a lot of opportunity for car washes. There's a lot of opportunity in other service businesses. You can launch stuff that's connected or not connected to detailing. And you, you see these wonderful people walking around, and I just want to grab them and shake them and spend a half an hour and tell them, go for it. You're ready. You know, you're ready. And so what do you guys add to that? I mean, you know, other opportunities you've heard about being careful, you know, not risking at all. So, Clint, we're going to start with you this time again. So, you know, people, when do you kind of know you're ready for the next level? And, 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 and what's your advice? I don't know... I'm sure every situation is going to be different, whether you know or not. But I think Marcus said something that, that sparks is having a mentor, you know, having somebody that can help you and guide you. Um, and that's not always a parent, you know, meaning like somebody that can help you with the business. 
And, you know, I've had tons of, of guys or gals that I'll go out and see in shops. And if they have a question that I can't answer about their op- about their operations, well, then I'm going to hook them up with somebody that is successful. There you go. Somebody that can help them with their business operations. So I guess back to saying, have a mentor, have somebody that can help you, have somebody that can give you the guidance that you may need when you need it or when you don't know if you need it. Well, off that, you go, you know, Megan, it, it is, is Auto Geek so, and especially right now, they are on fire. Not bragging about you guys. IGL, on fire. With what you shared with me, what you guys are doing, on fire. You guys have linked up with, with Justin also. There's a there's an interlink between the two of you. On fire, Smart right? People. And the key to that is it's knowledge and knowledge sharing. Mm-hmm. Here's some leading companies. That's what we do, you know, nonstop. There's, if your company that it, you're supporting by buying their products isn't offering you that opportunity to learn from them, you need a new supplier. 100%. Because let me tell you, there's too much good information and too many smart people that are help, willing to help you. If you're not getting that help you need from the people that are close to you, find a new source. So we'll go right down the line. So you're next on that. You know, I had a really good conversation with DJ Patterson yesterday. Mm-hmm. And... He said one of the biggest challenges he had recently was knowing when to let go of an aspect of his business. And in his heart, in his gut, he knew he needed to make a change. And he goes, I finally made the change and it exploded my business. And I think a lot of times we have that inner gut that is telling us to do something and we're afraid to take it because we're either comfortable or it's a big stretch for us. I, I think we talked about getting uncomfortable. You know, I put myself still to this day. I go out on these adventurous hikes, and and I and I could kind of not seriously on the edge, but kind of intentionally put myself. I sleep out on the ground. I, I hike up the mountain. I'm not comfortable. Um, I'm a little. I'm a lot hungry, and because when I come home, that bed feels good, and then the things I face in business are pretty simple. So Marcus will go down. I, I think. All of you are absolutely correct, and I've learned from everybody at this table, by the way, uh, since I, <clears throat> since I've been involved with, you know, IGL, and, and I get asked a lot in my trainings. And one thing I find, and, and I think you and I have talked about this some, is people don't number one, they don't understand where they're at. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got to occupy your space. This is where I'm at. There's no shame being wherever it is you're at. Absolutely, okay? agree. And, uh, and and then the. The crazy thing, and, and one thing that Megan said I, I love is accountability. So we got we got those two things. All right, let's get them out there, and that's exciting. But the next thing that I've been driving home and getting some pushback, hard pushback, was I've been enforcing the consequences of that accountability statement. Yeah. Okay, this is where we're at. You, you agreed that you're here. We brought you to this level. We've helped you here. This is where you're at. Um, own this position now, and if you don't, and you, you're veering, we're gonna just like your pony, we're gonna rear back on that bridle. First one to admit, I fight the bit. Oh, yeah, you know? I used to a lot. I'm, I'm older and a lot calmer, but uh, and I'll, and I'll be honest with you, I told somebody yesterday, they asked me if you, if you could pick one person in the building, and I followed about everybody in, in the building. If you pick one person in the building, you follow three months to pick their brain follow what they're doing and i pointed right over me yeah i would follow you i did and i I meant that because i followed you 
I've read your book. I've, I've noticed your stuff. I always looked at you, you guys, you know, with uh, your pads and all that, and, and, and a lot of other people in this building, you know, Mike and everybody, Justin. But I, it's that the business end and knowing that somebody's going to rattle my chain hard, <laughs> not walk away from it. You wouldn't yeah. walk away. You'd rattle my chain and say, hey, get your butt back in line instead of saying, ah, oh, I'm going on to the next guy. You know, I'm not only, saying that you would. No, here's the only time I'm going to walk away from you is if you ask me for advice and I give it to you mm -hmm. and you go your own direction and screw things up, you're on your own fixing it. There you go. You know, and I've told my kids that. I tell my, my, my business kids that. Yep. Tell, I tell myself that. And I screw a lot of things up. <laughs> Big, let's see, we're going to end this with you and then we're going to go back down. I got one question for you guys. That would be quick. Okay. And I appreciate that, Marcus. I would drive you crazy if you followed me. <laughs> You'd be worn out after two minutes, yeah. man. They're little legs, but they move quick. Yeah. Um, you know, just to go back, you were saying, like, when people know when they're ready. Um, I think me and you witnessed something this morning about, mm -hmm. I feel like when we feel somebody's ready, they have no idea. I, I like it. that. Yeah. I, I, and I like it when you can go up and you can let them know they're ready. Because... Yep. They finally see it. I find the people that come to us and they're like, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, no, 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 you're probably not. Right. Because if you're too overly, you know, cocky about your situation or where you're at in this industry, you probably haven't respected the drive and the walk up to get there. It. And so, you know, you know, you saw what happened this morning. Like that, those are the things I like to see. I like to walk up to somebody that they feel like nobody's nobody's rooting for them. Nobody's got eyes on them. And then you walk right up like you're their little cheerleader, yep. and they're like, "Oh, wait a minute! I I I think I'm gonna make it to the next level." And so I like that. I do too. You know, you bring up a point. That was a weird noise. The hell was that? So here's a great point: is that some of you are 20 year veterans conducting business like you're a rookie. And some of you, I'm going to wait, just the wake up call. There's some rookies conducting business like they're a 20 year veteran. Those are the ones to watch for. Because if you're old fashioned and you don't think you need to be at events that we're at right now, watch out for the new wave that's coming through. Because they're educated, they're smart, they're hungry, and they're going to do it with brains versus bronze. And I'll take the brains versus bronze every day if it was a horse. So hey, let's have a little fun now. We'll take in. Uh, we'll take and start. Uh, Clint, we're gonna start with you. A little shameless plug of, of of your company, and then how they where they follow you uh, on social media, and then uh, how they contact you directly. And we'll go right down the line from there. So just go ahead and then talk about uh, Buff and Shine, and uh, tell us how to follow you on social media, gotcha. and then also how to get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you direct. Gotcha. Uh, we're at buffandshine.com. Our handles are Buff and Shine for Instagram and uh, for Facebook. And I can be reached on my email. It's chints at buffandshine.com. And I'd be happy to uh, for anybody to stop by the booth, booth 807, answer any questions you have on buffing pads. And, Rennie, thank you for yeah, having yeah. me on. Thanks for you guys. I learned a lot. Did you just lose power? That's yeah. Hello? Yeah. Okay, so... I just got one. I'll share it with Jody. I don't know. I just went dead all of a sudden. So, hey, uh, no, you're up next. I don't need to say anything. So, my name's Jody Cedric. I own a company called Rotafest. It's a mobile invoicing system to help any detailing auto recon business. And I tell you, our goal is to impact your business, um, whether it's on a professional level or a business level. 
Um, and so at Rotafest, I'm at Jody Cedric on Instagram. And you got to plug your book. And yeah, so I host a podcast. I'm driven, very driven to help men become better fathers and husbands. So I have a podcast called Father's Fire, Fire with, with the Y. And I have a book called Learn to Dance with the Currents of Life When You Feel Like You're Drowning. And I took 15 experiences of water, diving, surfing, um, and have tried to pull lessons about how you can dance with the currents to have a phenomenal experience. That's cool. Very cool. Marcus, you're up. Um, people can call me directly at 606-231-1404. They can catch me uh, through email, mparsley at iglcodingsusa.com. Um, we do have a training center in Lexington, Kentucky that is actually taxing down the runway and uh, fixing to take off. So please, you know, iglcodingsusa.com. Contact us for availability. Uh, Joe LaPalm is going to put some stuff out. We should hope should have, by the time he gets on the airplane to head back to Canada Monday, we should have some dates and, and times out there for folks. There you go. All right. All right, I'll close it up for you. It's Megan Poirier with AutoGeek. Uh, best way to find me is everybody gets on Facebook and sends me messages. Uh, I have no problem giving out my cell if you reached out to me. Every customer doesn't bother me. Give me a holler. There you go. Right on. Well, hey, thanks, everybody. And, again, um, you know, if you haven't gone to this show, boy, do they need to get here or what? I mean, SEMA is cool. SEMA is cool. This is so much more hands-on with everybody you can go up and talk to people have a great time but all of you thank you so much for coming in we really appreciate your input and again this is the Rindy Doyle podcast thanks for uh coming in mobile tech 2022 we'll see you next year take care guys